Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live. Talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hey there, and welcome to yet another rendition uh, of Lynn Cullen. <laughs> still sighing, still alive in this uh, interesting year of 2020. And uh, happy first day of autumn. It's September 22nd, and uh, it's a Tuesday, so Susan should be there. Hello, Suze. Aha! Aha! Remember last Tuesday, I said I'm always a little unsure if Susan will be there. And uh, it appears that uh, <laughs> that that is the case. Okay, well we'll find out when she uh, shows up, and if she doesn't, I'll maybe text her, and then we'll have her apologize uh, to us. Um, oh dear, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. <laughs> All right. Sorry. <laughs> Did I scare you? Well, you didn't scare me, but uh, it just shows to go you why I last week said, you know, I'm always have some trepidation when I say, and Susan, it's Tuesday, so Susan's here. No, I just looked up. I said, oh my God, look what time it is, and then I couldn't get the phone to work. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's all. I was here. I had was never going to let you go. That's all. Um, yeah. Well, I know that, yeah, it does uh, creep up on you. I was a little startled to see what time it was myself. And then yeah, I couldn't Because I was fight. doing great all morning. I mean, I walked the dog. I, it's not like I was in a rush or anything. I mm-hmm. just got involved. I couldn't find my phone. But I, um, yeah, I, I, I just find myself uh, loathe today to start out with heavy stuff. I just can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Well, that leaves out what I was going to start with. <laughs> what? Give me a, give me a hint. Give you a hint? Well, I, I'm having a really intense reaction to RBG's lying in state. Oh, yeah. Okay. Me too. And, but that's just um, a Jew- that's just a Jewish thing. So well, no, but it's not just a Jewish thing. She's a Jewish woman, for heaven's sake. That's a Jewish why, thing. Susan. Why is why is the best way in this time of Black Lives Matter and at Me Too? Why is the best way that this Christian cultured nation can think of to honor a Jewish woman who fought? for the rights of each person to be who they were and to succeed on that level, why do we choose to honor her as a Christian? Okay. Why do we deny her the very tiniest semblance of a Jewish burial? They well, wait, wait, wait. body to honor her. Wait, wait, wait. I, I, yes, I was thinking the same thing uh, last night. And I'm sure she talked about it with her kids and everything else, and I'm sure this is their decision. That is right. So that's where, I'm sorry, that if she told, I mean, they decided to do it. I just the concession and sacrifice that she made for this country. And as a country, I say, at what point do we stop being so selfish that we don't, as a nation, say, no, you mourn appropriately and will mourn appropriately. Put an empty box up there. Hang a robe up there. Why do you need her corporal remains to sit out for a week? No, well, I agree, and I sort of initially thought maybe they'll just quietly bury, you know, she's buried. Yeah, maybe it's an empty box. And That's there's, like, just some, uh, you know, there's something, you know, they put 80 pounds of stuff in the in the thing, but yeah, two sandbags. Yes, that was my hope. Let, let's just say that um, for those of you who don't understand the passion with which Susan speaks, that you know Jews have a very, very uh, specific way of uh, dealing with death and burial, 
And it's very akin, by the way, to um, Islam as well. Both religions bury their dead within 24 hours, if at all possible. Um, they do not embalm uh, the, the, the dead. In this case, what we would call the, a woman's body is a meta. Members of her own community, Jewish women, would wash her body and uh, uh, clothe it in uh, simple white linen uh, garments, like a shroud, and she would be, yes, wrapped up and uh, put in a simple box. If it's done according to, you know, resting on straw and buried within 24 hours. Um, so I must say that, yes, uh, when I heard of that she's being, her body is, I, I actually saw someone on the news say her body, the, the uh, viewing, the viewing for Justice Ginsburg, and I thought, viewing? Jews also do not look at a dead body. We don't look. I have been told that you don't stare at a dead body because the person that you're staring at is incapable of looking back. And so you're simply staring at this corpus, this uh, shell that held them. Um, it, it, a lot of things. And, and, and it, it, it's just, um, I understand Susan's anger, but I also have to say that this had to have been something that her family agreed to. So uh, we, in that respect, have no standing but I think we lost out on an opportunity to explain to, to people world. to explain to people that not all um, that she and her family have been forced now into what is essentially a Christian ritual, and 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 we're pretending it's an honor. Well, it no, you can't strip the honor part from it. I mean. She is the first woman to... Um, Let's just say it's like someone giving you a New Testament for your bat mitzvah present. <laughs> it's, it's intended properly, but, you know, I'm sorry. Well, you... Uh, right. I completely understand, and I know that I'm sure Jews all over the place are having I'm sure. This I just wanted to say it for everybody that... It's yet another instance where this country defaults to a response that does not that, that is not representative of necessarily the person, the nation, or the proper response that is in fact exclusionary and that is in fact exclusionary and, and even as it appears to, to be injured. the opposite and it, it, I have to tell you that, um, yeah, I was struggling with this uh, yesterday. I, um, earlier in the day, I received uh, a, an incredible uh, – let me see if I can find it for you – an incredible uh, thing that is uh, global – and it is something that is being done by Jews um, all over the world. Uh, one of the other things about uh, Jewish death ritual is that we do not, from the time of death to the time of burial, we do not let the deceased be alone. Be alone. And, and so... There is what the way that works is again, people in the community will sit with with the body and pray, and it's it's called shamira, 
And because she is not what came around to me with um, which I I was struggling whether or not to do is that there is actually a um, is there a group of people sitting with there's her? a group of people doing virtual shmirah for her and you you sign up you can sign up to take a half hour um, of time. And uh, within that half hour of time, you know, they give you all of the prayers that if you don't have ones of your own. But the idea being that all over the world, and I was looking, because you can see the people who have signed up, they were from all over. I saw there was one person I saw from Pittsburgh that I know, and uh, people in Venezuela, people in Israel, people all over the world signing up to take a half hour to virtually uh, sit yeah, with boy. her body. Now, never has Not a shmirah had to go on for a week and 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 more. And so I was startled initially when I got that. I got that before I saw the funeral arrangements, and I saw the sign-up sheet went to Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I thought, what? What? And that's when I found out the other uh, thing. So I, I just, I don't know. No, I mean, I mean I I'm trying to appreciate the, the... Yeah, I, Listen, of course, the family has the say in this. I understand how the family would decide this. And, you know, her husband is buried in Arlington National Cemetery. So they, they aren't buried in a Jewish cemetery, but that might no. be because they weren't from there. And they were, you know, and that's, this is where they were living. And they bought to, you know, they were allowed to be in there. You don't buy plots. In, no, in, you're allowed to be in there. But there well, they were in Washington. A, I, you know, I don't. Yeah, I don't know why, but yeah, normally Jews are buried in Jewish. Although, listen, at, one thing about being a Jew is you can sort of decide for yourself. Well, um, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be buried in a Jewish. No, I'm not going to be buried in a Jewish cemetery because I couldn't be buried next to my husband. Yeah, you know, right. and I want to be buried next to my husband. So, you know, there are always rules about things, and I'm not, you know, none of these decisions are that. I'm not saying this. I'm just saying that I am tired of what makes this country great is that we are so many different kinds of people. And to homogenize us makes us poorer, makes us less. Well, it we also... And it we also don't need hurts. to dominate you, with the culture that kills other cultures. We don't. Well, well, you hear the hurt in Susan's voice. It it's hurtful, and it marginalizes minority uh, members of, in, in this case, Jews. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I mean, I was, I I hear you. Yeah. Completely. Well, anyway, enough. So I it was, almost I, it almost, and you will understand this comment made our mother cry. I bet. No, I know. I bet it did. It, so it, it, it would another, be very upset. It would be very upsetting to her. But very. Um, I, you know, and I have to say <laughs> um, that we, I, I did. I remember it was it was when Ronald Reagan died. My Lord. They schlepped that poor dead man all over the country. But he was here, then he's there, then he schlepped over here and there. And I'll tell you, for a Jew, it was was like I was – I felt so – I said, please, please let him go. My gosh. No, it was ghoulish. But it's there. It's a different culture. Totally yeah, different. I agree. And then, and then there's when my grandmother-in-law died, and my two-year-old uh, daughter was in um, her father's arms, and we walk into the funeral home, and uh, we called we called the dear departed woman that I love so much, Mama, and Mama was in an open casket and elevated so far out of that casket that, that from, from the far end of the funeral home, you could see her basically waving at the assembled. And we walk in the door, and my two-year-old daughter screams out, Who shot Mama? (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, totally cracked everybody up. But, yeah, you know. way to go, Leah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, I mean, dear, yes, dear, of course, dear. there are different traditions. I'm just, you know, at this time when the when we are rubbed so raw by everything that's going on, we can't seem to stop doing it you know if there's another group let's figure out how we can insult them if there's another group let's figure out how we can marginalize them and it's just you know it's exhausting yeah oh and for fun on my walk today <laughs> you know i count the i, I count the signs, biden yeah. signs versus yeah. the, so it turns out that the closer you get to none of this is going to make sense to you folks there's a road that runs down at the top of a hill, a highway called Webster Street, and then the road slopes down on either side, down a hill. And I walk up, cross Webster Street, and walk down. Well, the farther, the closer you get to Webster Street on each side, the more Democratic gets. The farther that you get away from, <laughs> yeah, the more Republican. The more, and it's so. As I'm walking along, I had been watching a guy so industriously make widen his driveway to twice as wide making small concrete you know pouring small concrete pads one week after another all summer and by the end of the summer he had double widened his his driveway he did a beautiful job i was just about to you know say something Tell him the good next job. time I, yeah yeah the next time i saw him on his walk and today i walked by his uh, his yard, and there is a Trump sign on, and it's not only a Trump sign. It is a Trump sign with the president giving both his middle fingers and <sighs> saying, screw your feelings. Oh, dear. That was the sign. Hey, so in the dead of night, why don't with a can of paint yeah, well, go so over I'm taking and say, screw your, screw your double-wide <laughs> driveway. <laughs> You can write on it. Whatever. No, I don't. This is this is unfortunately where we where we get. You know, it's like I don't. I mean, I was. I just happily count the signs. But when they get, you know, when they when they're aggressively nasty, that yeah, that, that yeah. has me thinking. What am I going to mail that guy? I mean, it's not like I don't know his address. Well, you you don't have to do anything. You're not going to do anything. <laughs> Susan oh, okay. has got to be held back. Yeah, you don't have to do anything. No, I so am revved I, up. I am revved up today. I can it's hear a good that. Thing I'm boxing. I can, um, and I want to tell you uh, something. Perhaps you haven't heard about the uh, the terrifying woman who could replace uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And that oh, sure, is, that'll calm me right down. Yeah, that is. Um, Amy Coney Barrett. Yeah, but I she's just, got competition from the Cuban woman. I know, in I know. Florida. Yeah, for Florida. That might be a bigger to do. So let me, uh, though, say something. You know, we hear she's extremely the, the real right wingers just love her. Listen to this about her. I, I, well, I'll get it. She and her husband belong to a group called People of Praise, People of Praise, and members of this group swear a lifelong oath of loyalty, uh, a covenant to one another, and everyone is assigned and is accountable to a personal advisor which is a little troublesome if you're going to be sitting on the court, uh, accountable to a personal advisor called a head for the men, and get this, a handmaid for the women. So this woman who might be taking Ginsburg's seat actually has a handmaid, a woman, to whom she is assigned and accountable. This group teaches the quote, that husbands are the heads of their wives and should take authority over the family. The group describes itself as a charismatic Christian community. Here's another quote from them. The heads and handmaids 
Give direction on important decisions, including whom to date or marry, where to live, whether to take a job or buy a home, and how to raise children. Margaret Atwood, the author, has said that she based The Handmaid's Tale on, in part on this group. And she's quoted in Newsweek a while back. This is from 1986. There is a sect, a Catholic charismatic spin-off sect, which calls the women handmaids. They don't go in for polygamy, but they do threaten the handmaids, according to the biblical verse I use in the book, sit down and shut up. Well, I guess we shut up Susan. Yeah. <laughs> you told me to calm down. I calmed down. I mean, how many strokes can I have in the course of an hour? <laughs> can you? Yeah. This is what we're going to go from Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah. No, this is what's going to happen. Like that. And then we're going to and then we're going to be in this ridiculous situation <sighs> where where the Democrats, we've got to pack the court. Where we've got to pack the court. Where we've got to get legislation passed to add two more, and then we got, and then we got to, you know, put people in. And I don't approve of that either. You know, no. I just. I, but that's it, if we play. If we were to play hardball like the Republicans play hardball, there's no doubt that that's what we would do. No doubt. Well, if you have the can... power, if you have the power to do it, if we take the Senate and we have the White House, then we can. There is nothing unconstitutional. There's nowhere in the Constitution where it says the court is nine people. In fact, it's been as few as five. Right. It's as changed many several as times. ten. Yeah. Right. It's changed several times, and I'll tell you something else. The way that you avoid the problem of staying the same way is to pass pass constitutional legislation that clearly covers the issues that we are having problems with. Yeah. You know, so you you pass clear legislation regarding abortions. You pass clear legis- legislation regarding health care. You pass clear legislation regarding taxation. I mean, that's the job, folks. You aren't running for the title. You're running for the job. So, I mean, what the country wants is for the government to start acting like the government again. And I think that's across the board. We want everybody to start acting responsibly. I'm done with the tit for tat. I just don't want our country ruined. Uh, Mitt Romney has come out and said he supports filling her seat. Of course. Okay, so there it goes. All right, and we have a caller. Caller, go ahead, please. Hello? Caller? Hello? All right. Man, I'm very sorry. I, I'm i very sorry. I had you on mute there while I was listening. Um, can you hear me okay now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can I can hear you. Okay. okay, good morning to you both. Hi. Um, couple, a couple weeks ago, my wife and I took a couple of days respite to go to kind of a and b type place in just across the Ohio line from Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And you could not go 10 feet uh, without seeing uh, Trump's Pence signs. But the one I have to tell you about, so in my reaction, just listening to Susan describe her story about her neighbor, we passed one. This guy must have had this billboard that was 15 feet wide, 10 feet high. And it says, the billboard says, Trump 2020 across the top. And on the, there's a left-hand side and a right-hand side. On the left-hand side, it says defeat. And then under defeat, it says the globalists, the socialists, the Satanists, and the pedophiles. And on, and on the right-hand side, it says keep America great. America, American, whatever the hell that means. It means white. Um, uh, America, Christian. Yeah. America, free. 
There you go. And when I when I shared this with a couple of my friends, I, I made the comment. I said, you know, the only thing they left off the left-hand side was the cannibalists <laughs> in terms of, you know, defeating. Well, um, that's it's so, so clear. So that's QAnon stuff. And it's um, yep. it's very right out it's right supremacist. out there. It's we want America to be white and Christian. All these other people are not welcome and are not America. Yeah, and probably probably the most significant thing I wanted to share with the two of you out of that was, as a Christian, I can tell you that I am offended. I am deeply offended by these kinds of references and these kinds of associations because yeah. the 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 God that that I believe in and try to serve is has no relationship to quote unquote American Christianity. And I, I just and I know you both know this, but I just wanted to share that as an individual that um that, that certainly there are many variations and within the Christian community that are sure. uh you know appalled by that of course. Kind of association. Of course. So that's we know that. to share with you. So you you ladies have a great day. Thank you. Thank you. You too. You know, we do <laughs> understand right. that, but there are still people that really are clueless. They just don't get it. You know Well and I they're mean, not inclined to. And they're not inclined no. to. So, you know, don't wait. I Susan, I, I, I don't want to um egg you on but I do have to share an email. Yes. Okay. <laughs> This is from Michael, uh, the front man for the cynics, the uh, yeah, yeah. man. <clears throat> uh, his subject line is Susan. <clears throat> Excuse me. Susan is coming in hot today. <laughs> I love it. Give us the red meat. That's what I was going to send the guy with the sign. Yeah. <laughs> he says, we seriously need to be outraged. We can relax in the sun after your show. Love you both. We love you too, Michael, but she doesn't need any, uh, you know, uh, encouragement. That's all I'm saying. Hey. <laughs> hey. So, jeez. Um, oh. Wait a minute here. Uh, oh, the people of praise have stopped using the word handmade. I suppose, ah, Barbara has sent me this. Uh, recognizing, this is from people of praise, recognizing that the meaning of this term has shifted dramatically in recent years. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, hey, Margaret Atwood, I guess you got some power there, babe. <laughs> we no longer use the term handmade to describe those women who are leaders in the people of praise. Handmaids were the leaders in the people of praise. <laughs> oh, dear God in heaven. All right. Uh, Lynn, sorry, this is off topic, but do you know if the county has sent out ballots yet? I know there was a delay because of the Green Party court decision. They were going to be sent out September 15th. Has anyone received their ballot? Um, you'll get it. I think they're com Yeah, I think they're starting to come out. Don't worry about it. Anybody get a ballot yet? Let us know. Well, I, I will panic. say that I dropped mothers off at the um, Alloway Town Hall. Uh, yesterday in a very nice locked um, a ballot box that was out front so you didn't even have to come in. And as I dropped mine off, a man drove up and he had three ballots in hand and he was checking to make sure they were all appropriate. And I said with my gloved hand, I have the door open. I see you have no gloves. I'll hold it for you. 
And he goes, ah, but I don't have my mask on. And I said, I'll turn my head. And then he came and dropped in his ballots. And then the two of us did a little jig, and we walked to our cars. And I'm still wondering, does he think I'm a Republican? Because yeah, I, I know. He's a did Democrat. you? Did you? I think he's a Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> don't, you don't know. Who the hell knows? So speaking we were of both ballots, very proud of ourselves for yeah. for, the, for the act. That's the, all. Very, uh, just uh, in regard to ballots, um, I saw something today that I just want to do a heads up for folks in Pennsylvania. There's concern that um, that if you do not follow the directions, very very to the letter, it could be that your mail-in ballot will be thrown out. And one of the things the state Supreme Court has already uh, said that any ballots coming in that are called naked ballots will be tossed. And what that is, is we have a two-envelope system. You have your ballot, you put it in an unmarked envelope, which all this comes to you, you have to put it in the unmarked envelope and, th- and then put it in the larger envelope that has your identifying information on it. And if they get ballots that are not in that uh, middle, envelope. middle envelope, they're not going to be counted. And there's fear that as many as, you know, who knows, 100,000 People just not paying attention could have their votes not count. So that information has got to get out to people. There's a great deal of concern. Okay? Yeah, be very careful. I mean, I sat there there with Mother and, and, you know, we together, and I'll tell you, they make it very confusing. They do. They do. I mean, I'm a lawyer. I'm reading this stuff and I'm going, wait a minute, what? What yeah, I, I found I know who I know. It's just it's outrageous. Even on the website where you go, it's always it's just a little right, off. Right. Yeah. Well, so at the off. very end, mother signed your name, and then and, and you know as as she's supposed to do, and as um, she's walking back in, she went, "Oh, wait a minute," because she saw how they had addressed it to her, and they had addressed it to her with her middle name written out, and I think you Uh-oh. have to. Have it exactly. You have to sign it exactly, and this is another caution: not your signature. No, no, no. You have to sign it exactly as it as it arrived addressed to you. So I had her sign it over her other signature, legibly the same way as it appeared. Yeah. Okay. We've got um, two but, callers waiting, yeah, so let's get these okay. guys in. Hello. I'm not sure if it's Hi, hello, Lynn. Uh, this Hi. is Ruth. I got an email this morning, and the subject was your ballot is on the way. And it says oh. your ballot is almost ready, and it's being prepared for mailing. If you do not receive your ballot in the next 10 to 14 days, please contact your county election office. If you have questions concerning your ballot, please contact Allegheny County. It gives a number. Okay. So, in other words, everybody just calm down. They are uh, on the way. Or they're being prepared. Being prepared. And um, thank you for that. Thank you. You're welcome. Appreciate it. Okay. Bye. 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 Okay. Everybody's getting freaked. Hello. Is there another caller there? Hello. Good morning. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. As as good a morning as any since this nightmare began. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. uh, I guess I can now disregard any any respect I had for the integrity of Mitt Romney. Uh, you know, I had a yeah. jot given his vote on impeachment. Uh, yep. I can now safely disregard that. That's right. Um, uh, yeah. They've left they've left the Democratic Party. You know, should we be so blessed as to obtain the presidency in the Senate? They've left no choice but the First of all, I'm not even going to call it packed. The, they've packed the courts. They've packed the courts. What was the theft of Merrick Garland's seat but court packing? What, right. what was what occurred in 2000 when the uh, Republican-controlled Supreme Court jettisoned their 
their so-called devotion to states' rights and federalism <laughs> and intervene to stop the, 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 the vote count, yeah. which allowed two GOP Supreme Court nominees to retire and, and be you know, and, be, uh, and have George W. Bush appoint their replacements. What was that that court packing? It's, a, it's an illegitimate Supreme Court. They've been packing the court for the last four years. The courts, the federal judiciary has been packed. That's all that McConnell yeah. Senate has done. Yes. Uh, yes. The, the new Biden rule, because there never was a Biden rule, as we all know. It, Joe Biden himself didn't call for a vote on it. It was never even considered. And it didn't even mean what they said it meant. But there should be a Biden rule should he become president. The Biden rule will be we're only going to add two justices for every one that you've stolen. We'll, we'll, even, we'll even give you we'll even give you a mulligan on the on the on the Bush Jr. appointees. We just get to add four since you stole Garland's seat, and since you're you and, stealing and, Ginsburg's, yeah, the, the, the one eighty yeah. Ginsburg's yeah. seat, yeah. They have to be made to pay a price. As you said, they're shameless and relentless. And the, the standard operating procedure for Republicans in the past, I'd almost say 40 years, has been disregard a law or a norm or a tradition or, or, or an ethical precept, all right? Disregard a rule that's held fast. Step over the line. And dare anyone to, to to stop you or to take retribution. If you don't pay a penalty, well, that's the new line. You've crossed that line. Now you've got a new line, and then they'll cross that line. And, and look, that's right. I've, well, I've got yes. to, I've got to lay blame. I've got to lay blame. The you know, the the Democratic Party has not has not fought back. The Democratic Party has not made. And pay pr- a pr- price for their for their perfidies. No, their and correctly. and I have to tell you, we have now a man who is heading our ticket, who is not inclined to do so. I, but there's, there's let's make no, I, I, very clear about that. Oh, I agree. Joe Biden would not prefer not to do so. But no, he's for at, reaching at across point, the aisle. But at a certain point, there's there's no choice. You you know there's an insurgency in the party, and if you're going to have a, a GOP court, uh, which is going to do such things as strike down the Affordable Care Act on on legal nonsense, every nonpartisan. Um, you well, know, they're going to at every every regulate let, with, the damage they will do will remake America. It will or, it or will stymie any effort correct. on the part of the people's chosen Congress and president to move forward. It will serve as a total stonewall for the next two, three decades. And this, uh, I, I mean, it cannot stand. It, can no, it not cannot stand. stand. I, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to sound... Uh, Although I don't believe personal religious belief should play any role in shaping law, I think law should be shaped by, frankly, rationality and universal human values. But this idea that a society which is increasingly pluralistic, multiracial, multiethnic, multireligious, including Americans who identify with no organized religion, uh, let alone agnostics and atheists, and yet – we're going to be ruled by an almost entirely – and essentially that's what it's going to be, you know, ruled by fiat, um, any, any societal progress undone by a group of you – know, that's going to consist of seven staunch Catholics and, and two liberal Jew, Jewish justices. This is absurd and, and nearly all white. This is yeah. absurd. Yeah. It's okay. absurd. Okay. I'm, I'm going to tell both you and Susan to take yeah, I've calmed down. Breath. I passed okay. it on. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. Hey, thank you. thank you for your call and your passion. Okay. Yeah, I, you know, I, wasn't, All right. I was really worked up. Then I calmed down. Then I called you. I got worked up again. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. Thank you. 
Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> um, yeah, see, I calm down now. I actually, that's that is what happens. I, you know, I read somebody else up, and then uh, I feel fine. Yeah. So Keith writes. What's insane to me is how gleefully tacky these Trump supporters are. I have a guy in my neighborhood outside of Harrisburg that has one of these giant Trump flags hanging off his house that says, Trump, no more bullshit. Setting aside the fact that the statement is a complete lie, why would you want that dangling from your home? It makes you look like a mouth-breathing caveman. I've never seen a group of people so proud of being trashy. Of being brutes. Yeah. Side note, I used to take a daily walk through the neighborhood, and there used to be an attractive blonde who would sunbathe by the pool in the backyard. Recently, I've noticed that the flag is there, but the blonde ain't nowhere to be found. Well, I don't know. Do you think that? I, I <laughs> Maybe don't think he ate her. Ah, jeez. Okay, so I'm moving on. I love this. This comes from Indonesia where they don't screw around. Indonesians who flout local mask mandates are being made to dig graves for COVID-19 victims. Yeah, I know. I like that. I think that is the best. I wish we could do that. I wish we could do that. And the other news, maybe you know this, there's some documentary coming out with uh, Jimmy Carter in it. Um, And in it, he reveals uh, something. Actually, he ends up uh, calling Willie Nelson a liar, which he doesn't say Willie Nelson's a liar. But Willie Nelson has, uh, has been on record in his autobiography um, in which he said he smoked a joint uh, with one of the servants at the White House. And Carter says, he says that's not what happened. Willie Nelson smoked a joint with my son. Isn't that good? Well, there's a big, that's a big difference. Yeah. Well, I think Willie was just trying to cover for Chip Carter, who, who went with Willie up to the roof of the White House um, and smoked a joint with him there. And obviously, Jimmy that's knew. That's quite a story for Chip. <laughs> yeah. And, and it was enough of a story for Nelson. Hey, I got stoned at the White House. That he wanted to share it, but he was loath to say the president's son, so he said a servant. Uh, And now here's uh, Jimmy Carter at the age of 95 setting the record finally straight. That weren't no servant. That was my son. (laughs) Yeah. And since he's – Jimmy's said that, uh, Chip has added a few things. He said, yeah, Nelson was jamming at the White House, and then we decided to go to the roof. We leaned against a flagpole and lit one up. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. Um, Well, it sort of makes the house a home. Yeah, well, sure, it's their home, and that's what happens. You sneak out, and you have a joint. And that's especially what kids do. Yeah, uh, you know, well, exactly to sound right. like a normal childhood to me. Yeah, right. So um, I have to then share this just because I can't, I don't think I can take any more of the real news for just a little while here. Did you hear of this children's show called Ultra Strips Down? No. 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 And well, maybe, Ultra, you, yeah. Ultra is turns out is a is an on demand children's channel, um, but it's not in this country. That's why you wouldn't have known about it. It's um, in Denmark, and um, this this 
shows how extraordinarily uh, different our culture is from, well, Denmark for sure. So this is a show that is in its second season, so it's, it's, it's a hit. And it consists of a live studio audience made up of kids, uh, 11 to 13 years old. So that's middle school, right? Middle school kids. Right. And um, they have, uh, before they get to the studio, they have spent days in their schools uh, discussing the general subject matter of whatever the show is going to be. And the topic of the show that the this reporter was at wrote about it was skin and hair, <laughs> skin and hair. And so, what happens is when the show starts, the kids are all in the audience, and then five adults in bathrobes step mm-hmm. forward on the stage. Yeah, I did know about this. This is what I and know. they drop the bathrobes and stand there completely naked. These are men and women, young and old, white and black. And all different shapes and All sizes. different shapes. And they face the children and the cameras and with their hands and arms folded behind their backs. Here is my body. And um, this is meant, this is what, this is what, educational children's programming looks like in Denmark. It is meant specifically as a tool to fight body shaming and to make kids comfortable in their own skin. And they, the reporter talks about the kids initially looking a little freaked, even though they knew that that's what they were going to see but being a little uncomfortable asking questions, which is what they're supposed to do. And then they, as the half hour goes on, they get more and more relaxed, and they're asking questions like, at what age did you grow hair on the lower part of your body? And they ask this one woman, do you consider removing your tattoos? And they ask this other guy, are you pleased with your private parts? (laughs) And that guy, Martin, answered partially, you know, I've never had negative thoughts about my private parts. (laughs) But then another guy on the stage said, when I was young, I did. I worried about the size. But that has changed over time. And they say the kids, their faces are serious, they're nodding, they're, and their hands are shooting up and asking more and more questions. These adults that do this are not actors, they are volunteers. And um, an American would freak. Freak. And what the producers of this show say is, this show has absolutely nothing to do with sex. It's about right, see- of course not. nothing. No, we you tell an American that. It's about seeing the body as natural and that it comes in many 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 sizes. They've they've had um they've even had a trans guy on. And they say the culture in Denmark generally favors uh, the parenting, favors exposing children to all, to everything very, very early to let them know this is natural. This is a human being. This is the way it works. Um, an older woman who was in it, who was 76, one of the naked people was a 76-year-old woman, and she said, I wanted to show the children that perfect bodies were rare and that what they saw on social media was really misleading. I wanted to show them an ordinary body, and I hope they will understand that normal bodies look like this, and she pointed to her 
sagging, naked self. Um, so, oh yeah, they've had, um, someone with dwarfism on, they've had, I mean, I'm look. it it is really amazing. So it's called ultra and that's again, the, it's like HBO ultra strips down. Uh, it's an educational tool. Just so you get, you know, a sense that, and I, I'm willing to bet you that in um, that in Denmark there is uh, lower uh, rates of sexually transmitted diseases, unwanted pregnancy, all all of that. Just want to say. And Mary says, "Hey." There don't, she says, uh, there are resources to find out the latest information on how to vote, but also track the status of your ballot. Yeah, I got onto this yesterday myself. Um, if you go to uh, PA Dems, www.padems.com slash vote, you'll get all kinds of <clears throat> information of tracking your ballot and its status, and that can uh, happen at PA Voters Services. Um, There's a lot of information out there. We put out on my Facebook page, I think, uh, this, you know, all of the questions that people have and many of the answers that can be helpful to you. Also, it is important to check. You might think you're registered, But I heard a disquieting story from someone who was with a bunch of people, and they all said, well, sure, I'm registered. And then she went online and said, no, you're not, because you can find out. Now, yesterday I went online at the Pennsylvania site and put my name in, my address, my this, that, and the other, and asked them if I was registered. And they said they couldn't find me. Well, that made me a wreck. They said, check with your county. So I tried Allegheny County. And thank God they knew me. Yes, you're registered and they told me where I vote and all the other stuff. Don't take anything for granted is the message here. Don't take anything for granted. That was on my to-do list yesterday. Check your status, make sure. Okay. Well, uh, <clears throat> last night um, I attended a virtual So lecture. did I. So did I. Didn't you think she was wonderful? We are talking about a woman named Lema Gabowie. Uh, uh, she was a Nobel Peace Prize winner in, I think, 2012. 2011. 2011. 2011. Yeah. And, Liberian. um, yeah, I, I, I listened as well. And, um, wow. As did our brother, by the way. And he called and me yeah, after and he said, what a wow. force of nature. Right. Um, pretty amazing. And this is a woman who sort of, um, uh, stopped a civil war. <laughs> yeah. Peacefully. Created mobilizing, a movement starting yeah. by singing. Mobilizing women in the streets in Liberia. And at first she had mobilized her Christian women. That was her group. And then she reached out to Muslim women. And she pulled the Muslim women in and the Christian women in and they grew and they grew and they grew and damn if they didn't take down a dictator essentially and stop the strife in their nation. And she now, you know, works constantly uh, trying to uh, make the world A better place with such hope. I mean, she embodies such a, 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 
you know, patience, of course we can do this, but, you know, you have to believe in it, attitude. And she she tells the story at the very, very end of the question and answer period last night. She tells the story, and and, and this tells you how immediately entranced you are with her. She says, you know, I always say that mothers are like pineapples. <laughs> they have eyes all over their bodies. <laughs> and she tells the story of how she's walking to work. She was at the point at that point a professor at Columbia in New York, and she's walking to work. She's already late for a meeting, and she sees three little three young black men, teenagers, run into a nail salon, and she just stops in her tracks and she's going, "What are you doing? Your light's going. I'm going. I'm going right, even though I should go left." And these boys come running out. She follows them. And she sees them run up to this little old white man, she said, blue eyes and all. She's testifying he was a white guy. And she noticed that he he had a broken flip-flop. He was poor. He was homeless, probably. He was sitting there with a broken shoe. And those three young boys had gone over and bought a pair of flip-flops from the nail salon and brought them to the old man. She told the story in response to being asked, how can she remain hopeful? Yeah. And she said she walked up to those three boys with their arms outstretched to give them a big hug. And she says, of course, they went, whoa, stand back, lady. Who are you? (laughs) And she said, I just want you to tell your mother that they raised, that they, that your mother's, that she, they raised fine young men. She said, that's, that's it. She said, I could retire because those people are in the world now. Yeah. And uh, there was something so miraculously hopeful from her. Well, you know what? If you think, though, of all the people like her, I mean, she talked about, uh, you know, sitting with uh, Desmond Tutu and what he was saying about Mandela. and, and, And she, all of those people have this thing in common, which is they are indomitable, they are hopeful, and they are dogged. They just keep going. They see, they refuse to get hamstrung by, you know, and she also talked about, which is something we so need to keep in mind. Uh, We live in a world in which everything comes so quickly, you know, the Google world. And she says we have young people now who think everything happens fast and and they don't have the patience. And she said, you know, you know, for Sojourner Truth, for for Harriet Tubman, for Ruth Bader Ginsburg, I mean, for people who change the world, it doesn't happen quickly. It happens over time and with a lifetime and beyond that lifetime. And so she she says, and she also, though, did say, I swear I heard her say, you can't change the world if you don't have the balls. Yeah, she did say that. <laughs> she was just the most charming oh, of I women. Yeah, and what was interesting <laughs> is this was a, um, this was a uh, you know, a much looked forward to a lecture that was supposed to be given um, at a Catholic college uh, right outside of Green Bay, uh, St. Norbert College, and um, it is a uh, it's a lectureship that's gone on for over a quarter of a century that our father um, instituted, and uh, and I really was so looking forward to this, and then the damn pandemic, so she did it virtually, and I thought you know. But in some ways, because there she was sitting in her house. Well, she wasn't. She's stuck in Ghana. But there, there she was, and she was so right there, and I was right here that it felt very personal in a strange right, and we way. Could, you could submit. It felt you very could like personal. write her questions and and all. And she was just so game uh, to do it. When it started, you could tell she was tired. She says, "It's midnight here." Um, you could tell she was saying, hey, I should be in bed. And then as the as she began speaking, you could just see the energy. 
It's an amazing woman. Look her up. Look up her life. It's a strange. How does she spell that last name? Susan? Here, I'll, I'll uh, let me get back. Um, she, her name is um, G B. G is in girl. B is in boy. O right. W. It was something really, really special. She also quoted George Orwell, um, who, and this quote. It, you know, is exactly meant for a time like ours. And I'm assuming Orwell wrote this in the 30s when the world was frightening and turning to authoritarianism. And it's a simple quote. Truth-telling is revolutionary. Yep, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Truth-telling is revolutionary. One of the things I thought that was interesting, I'm just going to say this to you, that never came up, at least I didn't hear it, is climate. Because that could supersede all of this. And I was... A little surprised it never came up, and maybe it didn't come up because it's a, it's such a bummer, you know. Yeah. So there you have it. I think we're. Uh, Turns out humans don't. Yeah, humans don't like to com- contemplate the uh, uh, clearly, rapidly approaching end of the world as we know it. So we're just not going to look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, anyway, yes, you're right. It's time. Yeah. Um. Oh, we have. Let's let Father Joseph has the last word. He's probably going to. He's a lot less hot-headed, Susan, than you. Okay. Okay. okay I'm sure he is. <clears throat> He says, Lynn, like it or not, the president and the Republican-held Senate are perfectly within their constitutional rights <clears throat> to fill RBG's seat. Um, and he says, I find it hard to believe the Democrats would act differently. Oh, I think they would. They never play hardball. Anyway, whatever. I'm always interrupting his emails. I, I, I'll, I'll really I swear I'm going to read this next part. Secondly, the long game is to ask ourselves, how did we get to this point? What did we not understand during the Hillary for President debacle? What are the lessons learned given the same situation? I'm more concerned about revenge. I think the progressive focus, should Biden win, must be on issues instead of political victory laps around the political arena. Dare I say that will be a time to be a little deaf. That's, a, that's referring to RBG's um, mother-in-law's advice that every good marriage, it, it helps for both parties on occasion to be a little deaf. I believe doing so will be the only way progressives can stay focused on the issues. For example, in the housing complex, I guess where he lives, we have balconies that overlook our community swimming pool. Two weeks ago, someone decided to hang a huge flag from their balcony, which said Trump 2020, with a subtitle, no more bullshit. Same thing that this other guy was talking about. This flag hung over our outdoor community cooking and eating areas, hot tub and swimming pool, all of which are frequented by families with their children. I was furious, but I also know my wife and I happen to be one of the few people of color in this development. I knew better than to simply walk into the apartment office and demand its removal due to simply being offended. Instead, I was able to get it removed within two hours by sending a note to the office referencing the lease contract that prohibits hanging anything on the outside of the balcony railings and the prohibition against signs containing vulgar messages. My point is that I stayed focused on the process and used legal justification to get things done instead of responding 
in an ideologically crazed manner. As counterintuitive as this may sound, progressives will need to have cooler heads if they come to power. Think about the process, not the tweets, the lies, the abuses of power of the past. That's my hope. Well, geez, I hear you, but why do I think we've all gone insane? I don't know. Thank you for that. Susan's not responding because she doesn't agree with you. Okay. All right. Yeah, whatever. We'll see what happens. As I said, you have a guy at the head of the ticket who would agree with you, Father Joseph. And in as much as he can uh, hold back those wanting to do victory laps or revenge and here we are getting ahead of ourselves right yeah 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 i'm not, i don't want i no i would like to get in and be our better selves but there's a lot of work to do and you can't be you know let's go back to uh, uh you know this woman that we were talking about whose name i've already not in front of me yeah that uh you know you gotta have some balls you gotta get in there and and make change it ain't just gonna happen yeah all righty. Well, that was a good hour. I thank you all. Okay, Susan, sorry, go, go, knock, you. Go, go knock somebody uh, around the swimming pool. Yeah, I will. Okay. I know. Bye. Goodbye. And I'll uh, talk to the rest of you tomorrow, okay? Enjoy this beautiful day. Bye. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.